Tom and Jack having the crack. Every week we sit down with another comic, have some crack. This week we have the wonderful Hattie Preston with us. Hi Tom, thanks for having me. Yeah, how you doing mate? I'm good, I'm good. I'm thrilled to be this week's Jack as well. Yes. I said to you on the way off, I was like just subbing out gingers now. Yeah. <laughs> when Jack's not here, just get another one in. So he's, I'm thrilled. He's going to be fucking furious. He, he is, because it's a huge upgrade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what? I've, I've, I've got that coat. Yeah. I could have worn that. Yeah. Well, t- you didn't, Jack. Maybe if you look more like a brothel madam slash stall owner, you would you know, be asked back on your own podcast but you're not <laughs> but I could it's my second favourite aesthetic <laughs> he's, uh, he's away in Mexico at the minute of course he is he can't people like him can't go there he's too pale I know what is a redhead doing in Mexico also he's going to hate the fact that you're describing him as a redhead he is a red oh ginger I'm, supposed to say. <laughs> I'm not saying strawberry blonde that's that cuck stuff but he's a, re- he's a ginger <laughs> I my, my, my mum would always try and say I was Auburn oh, I was like did you get I was that? like well I did a survey of kids in the playground mm, yeah kids are saying <laughs> I my, the best when we had because my mum when I was growing I was very very red and then it all sort of like calming down a bit more like it is now and um, we were we were it's going to sound very grand we were on set one day and uh, thank you I was a child star you probably recognise me from things like the Norwich Union commercial age 10 um, but one of the drivers said we were driving back and he was like um, and my mum was going, she's like, I don't know, they were asking what your hair colour is, but I don't think it's ginger, because it's not really ginger ginger, and you're not all, because it's not dark enough. And she was like, I don't know what. And the driver goes, darling, she's Titian. <laughs> That's what she is, she's Titian. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. As, like, in, as in the Renaissance painting. Right, the, the kind of Greek, like, in a toga. And I was like, he's not fucking wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my guy, what are you doing driving cars with this fucking brain? Like, that is a hell of a compliment huge. to put from somewhere, yeah. Yeah, your 10-year-old looks like a Greek goddess. Like, yeah. okay. I'm slightly disturbed. Sure. Uh, Listen, yeah. Uh, like, why you're drawing but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's but, the only job that had me after, yeah, the, after yeah, the incidents. Yeah, after the incidents. But um, <laughs> good lad. So we stuck with Titian for years. So I'd like you to refer to me only as Titian. Thank you very much, Tom. <laughs> uh, that's, that, I mean, to be honest, um, any, any Renaissance reference on this podcast... Is welcomed. Welcome. Great. Well, this is going to be huge. This, yeah, this next hour is going to be a huge, huge app. app. Sorry, Jack, you're never coming back. Yeah. And did you, did you try and push Titian in the, in the playground? Like, yeah, I think sorry, I did. Actually, um... I think I did. I think every now and then, you know, you have to like, many for acting, I guess, when you have to fill in all your things. And a couple of a couple of times I did say Titian. And they must have been like, <laughs> just a bit of years. This like teenage girl being like, it's actually a Titian. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like spelt T I S H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. UN. Too <laughs> sharp. <laughs> I did definitely try and wheel it out, but I, it is so pretentious. But you just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, but what I'd like to bring it back, what I'm saying is when you and all the other comics are discussing yeah. my hair, which I know you do on a regular occurrence, uh, I would like you all to say Titian. Can you, I, I would love your first album to be called just Titian. Oh my God, can you believe That'd be that great. Would be brilliant. Great. Spelt like that. Great. Titian. <laughs> But with the cover art of... Of a Greek goddess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Then I walk out and everyone's like, yeah? Sure. Okay. I mean, tell you what, the greys are coming in though. Like, yeah. they'll be like, she's fucking out of her mind. She's she's grey. <laughs> she's grey now. <laughs> she, she's Barbara Windsor. I could... Uh, I could at the end. <laughs> in this coat. Yeah. With like um, a goblet of Prosecco. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Joanne Manali is on the Prosecco Express. I'm going to be the Prosecco vat. That's going to be mine. And just like bathing in a tank on stage. Age of Prosecco. Yeah, Cleopatra's ass's milk. Oh. I go for more Lambrini. My <laughs> granny, she was from Cumbria and she grew up very, very, very working class. And and it was my favorite thing that like she always used to say, she's like her greatest dream, her biggest the thing she always wanted, she wished would happen, but never did. She, she wanted to bathe in champagne. She wanted to have a bath in champagne. And I just love the idea that that to her was like that's the yeah. pinnacle. Like, I think that's also what she always just thought rich people were doing. You know, like, <laughs> that's what I want. A bath of champagne. Oh, you know, you'd actually start thinking about it. You're like, the fuck? That would sting everywhere. I was like, a pH balance not been invented. I mean, right, like, 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 your vag is out for months <laughs> after that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think she was particularly active towards the end, but like, your vag is done. Like, at that point, and it, Here's champagne little... foof? Like, no. It's a little yeast <laughs> Yeah, I, and I was just like, I love the idea that Grand Mary, like, she still, to the end, held this thing like that's what she'd always wished would happen. <laughs> Bath of champagne. Like, I, I do, I I love the idea that that's what she thought rich people, like, the door closes yeah, in Downton yeah, Abbey. Yeah, like, and they're just like, no, <laughs> fill it up. And when they said, like, a bubble bath, that's what they meant. Yeah. <laughs> 
bubbles. bubbles. Yeah. So, <laughs> just Patsy and Adina, like, darling, more. <laughs> so I, I grew up in a, well, you've, you've been to mm. the farm, which is a like, lovely. The most beautiful place on earth. Yeah, I sure lo- have. And, and Lynn says hi. Oh, God, I miss her. Let's take Lisa my love back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. She's, she's she's counting down the days till you and Katie. Oh, come we're back. in. We're in. But she, we're yeah. never going to leave. Well, she, she doesn't realize that we're going to come back and stay. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's fine with it. I think Fabulous. She was, she was talking about, um, because they don't use a lot of the house now. And she was like, "We don't need much more." That's what she was yeah. saying. She was like, "Well, you know, I reckon we could probably have a little B and B in here, couldn't we?" Oh, and God. I was like, "We'd be there every weekend." Yeah, she'd be sick to death of us. I know. She's gonna single-handed like raise the northern comedy circuit. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, there seems to be like a There's massive an absolute of... hub just yeah. outside Leeds. It's like all <laughs> Lynn's fault. I mean, you also happen to run a great show, but it is largely your mum. Like, <laughs> oh, she's she's <laughs> That's the... the draw. Yeah, one hundred percent, and I'm and I'm fine with it. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- therapy's helpful. So I, good. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? <then? laughs> <laughs> she is. Like, I remember, like, at Edinburgh, yeah. um, I saw Daniel Sloss across the room. Oh, he, yeah. he was one of the first people who did the I remember you saying, and he told me that, yeah. And he just came up to me and gave me a talk, and he was like, who's your mother? Oh. I was like, she's great. Because there's no shit, and I think this is the thing, is in comedy, there's such shit. There's so much, like, rubbernecking and networking mm. and, like, people, like, like me and Katie have had it, even today, like, we're booking this show, and there's a comedy, I was going to remain nameless, yeah, who I yeah. just think is trash. And... But they're doing very well and they've got a bit of traction. And you're like, fuck, like, we have to, we're going to have to, like, mm. put our own instincts and our own taste to one side and be good bookers and be fair. It's not about us, it's about the audience. But you've, got, you've always taken these, like, politicized, like, how to do, how to treat, how to pay, how to. And then people like your mum turn up who just say shit. Like, say what she thinks, <laughs> like, as she says it, while she's feeding a pork pie out the oven that she made that day. And you're like, this is fucking real. <laughs> yeah. This is the real stuff. <laughs> yeah. And she just is wonderful. It's but, such a wonderful juxtaposition to have such a great show and then just this like excellent northern mum yeah. at the back of the room. Well, I mean, that, that's that's her thing in life in general. She can't stand it when people mm. are inauthentic and fake. I know. So I know we got into it. Yeah. yeah she really, really like riles <laughs> yeah. her up. So the first couple of times it was, because obviously we were, it was a weird time. It was COVID. Yeah. We were bringing show busy people to the house. And she'll tell you the ones she didn't like. <laughs> she will. She'll tell you. She's got a list. <laughs> I was like, She's got a list. Yes, Lynn. <laughs> so, like, I, yeah. so when I did the booking for the, well, me, me and Dean, yeah. sorry, did the booking for year two. Yeah. I had to show it to Lynn. Of course Lynn. she did. Yeah. She was like, of course she did. Yeah. But she made the good point. She mentioned one comment. She didn't, she didn't say his name, bless her. Yeah. She was very diplomatic. And she was like, you treat me like a hotel. She's like, you yeah. just treat me like a hotel. I treat this whole place like a hotel. I treat me like staff here. And she's like, no, I'm back. And she, and, you're, she, and she's got the thing, like, it's my house. And you're like, fucking too right, it's your house. You yeah. don't have to have these people back in it. And yeah. I just loved it. But I think it's a good thing for any comic or anyone, anyone in entertainment. Because you do a lot of acting as well. Yeah. I think it's good for anyone in entertainment. I, remember, I was interviewed with Harvey Keitel and he was mm. like, uh, if you don't have to take the shit, don't take it. Yeah. Like there's some circumstances, especially early on, where like you can't get around it, but you just have to take it. But but if there's ever an opportunity to not take it, don't. It's so take tricky, it. isn't it? Because you're in that situation all the time. I had it on Friday. I did a I had an audition for something on Thursday, got called straight back in the next day. Which so you're like, oh, okay, so it went well, and for the recall, they got the fucking American client on the Zoom, which is just always. <laughs> um, Cast directors in the room, American clients on Zoom, and I did the thing. Again, I'd like to emphasize, it was the day after. So I did it, I will say, almost exactly the same as I'd done it the day before because yeah. we did twelve. I wore the same outfit just to, like, you know, cure superstition and all the rest of it. Went in and did it. And she was like, oh, okay, sorry. Hi, hi there, sorry. Um, it's just very stressed. Like, it feels very stressed. And I was like, cool, the script is obviously about a stressed mother, so was there another option that you felt with mm-hmm. and she was like no it just feels very stressed I just feel like you know imagine you had a glass of wine you're sitting there and you're calm and it's you're kind of like laughing at your family you're not so stressed <laughs> about it so we did it again anyway kind of still trying to make sense of the script that had been sent to me mm-hmm. and um she came back on she was like okay sorry I'm no I'm sorry it's still really stressed it's actually quite unpleasant to watch oh my god <laughs> every fiber in me was like Tell her to go fuck herself and walk out this room. Yeah. Tell after thirty-five years on this planet as a woman who hopefully by now is sort of working out her worth. Everything in me was like, get fucked. I'm leaving. But you need the money. Yeah. You need the money. Yeah. You need this job. You. I cannot in front of a casting director tell a client to go fuck themselves. And that the lovely thing about that sentence that Harvey Keitel said is, I think that's 
the moment most creatives dream of mm. is to get to a point where you can walk out of situations which make yeah. you feel terrible. Yeah. Was we never have that? Like, you, yeah. We when do we like? How often do we find ourselves brown nosing some like trash booker mm -hmm. being like, oh, oh that'd be so kind to have an unpaid trial ten. Thank you yeah. so much. And to get to a point of autonomy and agency in this industry is the dream. Oh, hundred percent. It's the dream of being like, sorry, the way you're treating me isn't isn't up to my standards so and that's not being arrogant or demanding more but it's just being like just human as a human as a human as a human being you're not treating yeah. me as a human so i'm actually gonna like peace out because i've got a fucking killer bank balance back at home which none of us do <laughs> so well, well, yeah something that um i've, I've been thinking about a lot um because you, you i don't you know i go into europe and do these yes i see yeah, yeah yeah and, and the farm mm. is a big part of this as well i just don't want to put energy into things that require oh i don't put as much energy into things mm -hmm. that require validation i'd rather put energy into things that don't require validation so, so like, like an example it's so like running your own show yeah um promoting yourself mm -hmm. in in europe or whatever yeah they're things that there's no one needs to tell you yes no one needs to give you permission right to do those things but they have to buy tickets they have to buy tickets. Does that not like make you curl up and die inside every time you're selling tickets? I think it's like it's a personality thing. I think that I'm fine with that because I'm like, God. I I think we can make a fun little trailer. We'll give them a good show. Yeah, so you do. So yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll enjoy themselves. Yeah. So they'll have a good time. Yeah. And I've done a nice thing for people. I mean, ultimately, it sounds a bit corny, but ultimately, it comes down to like I think, oh, they get a nice time. Then 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 they do. There's a good value exchange. Yeah. There. And so I don't mind. Value exchange. This is so interesting because my I've been I've been in talks all Christmas. <laughs> it's been sat down with my dad and my brother who are in business who can't. They keep being like the value issue is off. Like I was mm. I was up I was talking to someone recently about uh, potentially working with an American comic and bringing him over and doing all his stuff over here, whatever. Mm. And he was like, "Just let me know what your rate is." Mm. Hard, horrible question. Yeah, Tom. I mean, we went into like I was like I don't know, like a sandwich. Uh, I was like maybe if, okay. I was like maybe if my hourly was fifteen pounds, and then I I said I'd only do fifteen hours a week, and then if I just cut, maybe gave him a discount. My dad and mother were like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like you are uniquely placed to help mm. this person because yeah. you straddle both scenes, the US and the UK scene, yeah. because of the fact that you know the scene, because of the fact that you're incredibly organised, almost to the point of OCD. Like the value mm -hmm. exchange, yeah, that is so in your favor as in yeah. what you would bring to this is so mega he'll make pots and pots of money if the special goes well etc etc he wants to cite me as a producer all this in my head i'm still like oh, that's, don't be too greedy and make sure you're very grateful because you know this is a huge opportunity and the ability to see your own value mm. I, I i has evaded me at some point along the way oh. I, i'm just going like oh i'm just like and i think that's an acting hangover because right. you know that if you say no they're like all right we'll get the nuts next girl you know yeah Exactly, because you're I'm, so replaceable. Exactly. Whereas in yeah. this in this scenario, I think you've yeah. done brother absolutely right. There's a lot you're bringing to it that isn't just yeah. performing on the stage. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I did a the first time I did a corporate gig was for a my sis my sister in law's company. Oh yeah. And she said, "What do you what do you want to get paid?" Jesus and Christ. and I based it on the very little limited club yeah. payments I'd had in America yeah. at that point. Oh Jesus! So you asked for seventy dollars, so didn't you? Yep. <laughs> For thirty minutes. Uh, At which point they gig. go, we don't want this guy. He's so he's he's nothing. So thank God for Lucy. Yeah, so she's she's like she's more like a sister at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been with Toby for like. Well, you, Is you, one with your little niece? No, you met no no. Oh, the boy. Yeah, the nephew. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, great, great, great. Magnus's mum. Yes, yeah. Yeah, sorry for everyone. Um, you've yeah. heard you've heard Magnus's name before. Yeah. Um, Maggie's mum. She, I told her the number. She was like, I'm gonna ask for, and she gave and she yeah. gave a figure, and I was like, what? And she's like. If you if you say yeah. what you said, they'll think you're a joke. joke. And this is something I kind of again had just evaded me because because even as a nanny, I, I think I come in pretty low because I'm like, oh, well, you know, because I have to leave at six and always go to shows, blah 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 blah. And you know, I won't be available really at nights to do because I'm you know do shows. And I've seen it as something that depletes my value because mm. I'm a stand up. And you're mm. like, sorry, these kids get raised by a comedian. Are you kidding? Like, you should be doubling your fee. They're yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I do feel like it, it, th exactly that, where when, mm. which, what my dad and my brother were saying, like, if you come in at 15 pounds an hour and, like, you're a joke. Like, he doesn't respect you. He doesn't yeah. believe you're going to do a good job. It's terrifying. You're, you're bringing in, like, a a peddler of, of, of nonsense to yeah. do this job. It's such a thing that I don't understand is to mm. come in and be like, this is how much I'm worth. This is how much you you, get, you have to pay if you want me. Boom. Yeah. And people are like, oh, wow. 
It's capitalism, isn't it? Yeah, because they can always yeah. say no. They, or, or, yeah. or, or they can always say we can't do that, but we could do this. Yeah. It's very rare. It's actually very, very rare someone would say, you've given me a number that's so offensive, I'm going to walk right. away from Which I just assume they will. I yeah. just assume they will. They will look me in the eye and be like, you're not worth that. See ya. And I'll be like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're my God, you're so right. That's what the voices in my head are always saying. Like, yes, it's true. <laughs> back, back to my market store, I go. <laughs> yeah. And therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, 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 they're the number one beneficiaries from the comic industry, I think. God, I mean, they must see us coming. So, Do you know what I mean? Like, I sit down when you therapist i'm like oh, i'm also stand-up comedian she's, like, she's gonna be here for years <laughs> lifetime i'll do a lifetime deal it's fine <laughs> i remember jack he's, he's so it's so interesting because i think there was two types of comics there's a comic who was the kind of like the um funny one at school mm -hmm. and had lots of friends and was kind of like this yeah, yeah and there's the other comic who was like made fun of at school sure and i feel like they're the two branches that most people yeah you're probably right in the from. comic and the comedy inclination was a defense it was yes a yeah it was yeah. a defense yeah yeah so you can probably guess which one i'm from but <laughs> but jack is much more like see it's like what is everyone in therapy for i don't oh. i don't get away everyone's in therapy for and i, I and I, I kind of understand his uh, yeah. point but i I my thing about it and i always say this especially my parents who were who were pretty old school on it like my dad would do the thing of like really trying to like be interested and in, he is interested, that's mm. not fair. And like wanting to ask the questions. And then at some so we're talking about it over Christmas and I was like, well the thing we're kind of talking about now is this, this, this and my relationship patterns. And he sort of listened for a bit and he goes, Yeah, you can't you can think too much about something, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Yeah, 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 no, you're right. So it's a complete waste of time and money. What am I doing? <laughs> it's like they get to a point. Like they'll give you grace. They'll get you to a point, and then they're like, this is, "I can't. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. This is yeah. too much." Like, and but my thing is like, a lot of us went to university or yeah. a college or you know whatever, and studied a thing mm -hmm. for three to four years or mm -hmm. even two. Like we studied a thing. We became proficient in a thing that was medieval history or Spanish or Latin, whatever. Useful stuff, yeah. All the useful stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but therapy is is studying you. It's studying you. It's studying the person. Mm -hmm who's going to be with you for your whole life mm -hmm. who's going to make this who who is your decision maker like and going huh that's that's wild that i'm doing that what's and i just don't understand why you it's everyone's not so interested yeah i find it so interesting it's not i don't go to therapy and just sit in like a bag of tears and snot and cry at this woman i yeah. will sit there and i'll be like i did this this week and i think all this that seems yeah. weird and i keep going for this type of guy so is that and, and like learning learning yeah. the like the formulas if you will of your brain rather than further maths i agree completely and it, i think it's like the gym it's like, right it's like if yeah 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 some people are genetically very gifted and they don't need to work out very much and that's great god bless those people and they can go yeah. for a walk once a tuesday yeah, and, get an app. and they're, yeah, 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 and they're sure. fine and there's probably people who are, have the mental equivalent of that yeah who actually are quite satisfied with mm -hmm. their patterns and what they're doing and it's all good and that's fine maybe they need a little tune up every now and then mm -hmm. but there's other people who need motivation and a rocky yeah. montage and someone to show them exactly how the yeah. bench press machine works. And totally. And to get, and it doesn't mean you're gonna have it forever. Like yeah. I definitely know that like, I went back before Christmas to, to therapy because I was like, this thing keeps happening. Like, yeah. There's a thing that keeps happening and I'm old enough and ugly enough to be like, we need to get this sorted because this is insane now. Yes. Like, so that phrase isn't it? If there's a bar fight in every bar you go into, it's Shoot. you. <laughs> 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 and I definitely had one of those moments. I was like, she's done it again. <laughs> and I just went and sat down with this woman. I was like, oh, I, I, something, I cannot sit here any longer and be like, isn't it wild? I keep attracting these guys who do, and you're mm. like, <laughs> so yeah i you do you i i, I it'll be a, this will be a momentary i mean don't, please don't show this to my therapist uh <laughs> this will be like a i'm on a book deal yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> she thinks i'm in it for the long haul yeah. but this will be a period of time until i feel like oh, i've i've got a handle on it i know what these patterns are i know how to break them i know how to deal with them i know how to and yeah go forth it's not a life sentence to bedlam. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I, well, I was the same. I had a very specific thing yeah. that I wanted to work on. Yeah. And it, it was kind of like a root thing mm. that was influencing lots of things. For sure. And I really got a handle on it. And then now I just go back for like tune-ups. Exactly. That's a really good way of putting it is, is yeah, just the occasional, yeah. Like if, you, if, if things have built up and you're like, eh. I'm getting a bit, yeah. Yeah, and it's having, mm. and it's having more of like a, it's yeah, check-in. It's sometimes a port in a storm as well. I feel like if things are starting to get a bit, noisy and and loud and you know colorful you know in your head you you sort of like well just get to wednesday and and then you can run it through with someone yes and and it's quite nice 
there's a safety in it. You know you're gonna like exactly that. You know you're gonna port at some point, and it's in the next few days, and it'll be yeah. for an hour. It'll be all right. Yeah, and, and then, then you, you then you start calming yourself down. She's like, right, well, I can. I don't. This isn't forever. This isn't totally. This isn't gonna like ruin everything. Because we start catastrophizing. Oh, hard. Coupling things up. Yeah. And like, oh, if that means that. Then, that then you have a beer. So the next day's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, if you're like, look, I can just compartmentalize this and get through yeah. to Wednesday. Then easy, we're grand. Easy yeah. peasy. Did you start doing therapy in America or was it? No. no. Uh, oh, that's no. I lied. I, the very first time I ever went to therapy, yes, it was in America, and I was twenty-one, and I I was studying over there at college, <clears throat> and I had a breakup while I was at my long distance. So we've been together three years. Mm. I had a breakup while I was out there, but before the breakup, obviously, <laughs> no breakup comes out of nowhere. So it had been a pretty rocky few months before the breakup. And I decided, I was, it was a very much like, when in Rome. You know what I mean? I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. in America. If <laughs> yeah. I'm ever going to try therapy or counseling, it's here. They do that. They here. fucking shit themselves over it. Yeah. And it still wasn't really a thing over here. I didn't know anyone in therapy in England at that point. No. I mean, this was, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. Christ, we're old. Uh, well, <laughs> I am. And, um, and I went, and it was because it was I was at college, what they gave you was uh, a student, like, like th- a counseling student. So the ones doing their MAs and their PhDs mm. and whatever, studying at we call it psychotherapy school you know the, the grad the grad school and he i felt he kept i felt at the time he was coming off the fence i mean i wasn't in a good relationship it was not a good relationship the, the guy i was with was not behaving particularly well mm. but he'd say stuff like hey it feels to me like you're justifying all the bad stuff with the occasional nice thing he does. And I immediately get on the defensive, like, well, you don't understand, actually, because he's quite insecure. <laughs> and and so I found myself going to these therapy sessions and wanting to have it, uh, like some support. And, whatever. and I actually could get very defensive about my boyfriend. Like, he's actually amazing. <laughs> like, I'd spend this out being like, you don't know him. And he's kind of incredible. And it just didn't work. I, f- I think he came off the fence too quickly. I think there should probably yeah. have been more. Now I look back and... I don't think at any point should he have told me what he thought about the situation, yeah. but asked me to decide whether I felt I was being treated well in a situation. Do you know what I mean? It's that like... And you get you get them to come around. Yeah, but yeah. but I definitely, yeah. because of the where I was at, and I was young and, and I loved him so much that I just I just found myself getting more yeah. on the defensive. And he so probably, yeah, he probably, he probably elongated my relationship, actually, that therapist. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to stick this out and show you. <laughs> it's also, you're justifying your own decisions. Of course you are, yeah. By saying he's not a nice guy. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You, no, you, I'm not being walked all over, you prick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I, I wanted to do it in New York, but the... Um, the prices were just astronomical, and, and I had like good. I was working for an advertising agency. I had yeah. like good health insurance, but not for that. Yeah, it was still like <clears throat> it was like two hundred and fifty dollars a session. Yeah, or something. My uh, American friend has an amazing joke about this. He was like, he really needed therapy, and he was really struggling. Comic, obviously, mm. and uh, and he went to look into it, and he saw the prices. He's like, oh well, <laughs> guess I'll just handle it then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. Yeah, and remember, like I said, I said to a friend I was looking into doing it, and they were like, right, if you don't get it between eighty first between York. And park so wild don't bother like they all live there these are the good ones therapy circle yeah yeah it's basically it's like, like yeah, sad gal corner. yeah sad gal corner yeah you get a matzo ball <gasps> soup afterwards Jeez. yeah yeah they're like, they're like i was like oh you're kidding you know, he's, yeah, he's like no it's a real it's a real thing like if, if it, it, it is pretty tribal isn't it new york in the way of like what lives where you know? yeah and like yeah yeah like if someone gives you an address in like dumbo Bye. Like, like they're gonna have crystals. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and a scarf on the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That is so wild. Yeah, it's mad expensive out there. Yeah. Whereas here, it's been, it's been, it's been pretty affordable and useful. Yeah. But, um, so you went to America when you were 21? For the first time, as in for a long period of time, yes. I was 21. I went for my junior year of college in Virginia. Virginia, which, which? William school? and Mary. William and Mary. Yeah, some really smart girl, actually. Yeah. You know that about me. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had a great time. Met one of my best friends in my whole life, uh, and, and her family sort of adopted me. So I have every now, uh, most years, I, I'll go back out to their farm in Virginia, which is actually very much like yours, but the Virginia version. It's yeah. just a cattle farm. I mean, I know yours isn't cows, and it's just beautiful. And the people are good, and the living is good, and the food is good, and you just everyone treats each other well. And yeah. it's my favorite place in the whole world. Little, it's very hard for European people to understand. I think. Yeah. When you go out to the, the countryside of America, mm-hmm. how vast it is, how big it is. Yeah. It's easy to understand why people who live there are like, why am I paying for subways it, in New York? Why, it, why am totally I totally that. The idea of social responsibility is harder yeah. when you don't see it. Ever. And I'm, this this lot, I'm not talking I'm not talking about my lot, who are who are very caring and very thoughtful and, and generous than mm. the Virginia family. Um but I think yeah, for the most part, exactly that. If you 
I mean, part of the reason I, I love it so much isn't just those people who are the greatest, but I've gone out there at times in my life where I've really been struggling in London, mm -hmm. like really either like breakups or work or just, just bad times. When I get there, it's like nothing else exists. I mm. can't imagine London. Like I can't even imagine yeah. it. Your problems are left because you're just skies and and fields and mm -hmm. beautiful things. And it's it's magic. It's really, really magic. I, 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 yeah, I yeah. I don't I know what you're doing here in London. I don't know what the fuck you've done. No, <laughs> Why I mean, are you here? I think about it, I think about it often. <laughs> right, you should. I do. <laughs> I mean, I, th I think like New York changed my life, changed me as a person. Yeah. Like five years there because <laughs> you, we don't, you hear about it in films and mm -hmm. stuff and you talk about it in culture, but until you've lived it, and I think you probably went through a mm -hmm. similar-ish thing, I guess, where, where you can be anything you want to be. Yeah. There. There is, a, there is a real sense in America. I that believe you, that. That you can like change your story. Mm -hmm. Just rewrite your yeah. own narrative and people will embrace. If you want to try something, people are like, okay. I would never have started stand-up if I'd started over here. Yeah, same. Never. I started out there and I would never have over here. Yeah. And I, listen, we, Americans do preach that you can be whatever you want, whoever you want to be, you just got to work hard enough. Mm -hmm. Now, what we do know is that isn't true because it's based on race, gender, socioeconomic status, etc. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. For an English person going over there who are coming from a culture which is so not that, yeah. which is stay in your lane, status quo, we have a class system, which while we might not recognize it, we have. Yep. And and so the idea of people being like, oh my God, you want to try that? Go get them. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Whereas in England, they're like, mm, like why you? Why? Right. Why you? Why you? Why are you so special? Why are you so special? Yeah. And, and I, I, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I, I really, I, I know people find it quite um, saccharine sometimes, but uh, God, I'd, I'd rather my kids grow up in a world like that, which rightly or wrongly proposes this idea, but so we what, don't. So where, where was your first show in America? Chicago. Chicago. Great Chicago's city. where I Chicago's where I started standing up. Chicago's still a comedy home for me, because um, I did my first year and a half out there, and uh, so my first show was at the I.O. It was an open mic and I've been doing this class. And I know people turn their noses up at like stand up classes. Class. Yeah, but it's I think with someone like me, that was the only way I was ever going to get. And, and it was very much a bucket list. It wasn't like a, I'm going to now be a stand up. I was like, mm. wouldn't it be wild? Because, again, I was over there by myself like you. Like there was no one to judge a decision. Mm -hmm. There was no one to be like. Mm. So I was like, Fuck it. like do this stand up class and. I got incredibly lucky that the guy running the stand-up class is one of the greatest stand-ups in Chicago, if not the world, Marty DeRosa, who is just a gift. And he, he, he just, we got to like week three or four and he was like, lads, he's like, well, he didn't say lads because they don't, but in my I head, am. he was like, he's like, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I, I can't, there's only so much I can teach you in the classroom. You've got to go out and do open mics. So you've yeah. got to go out and do it and see it. And yeah. me and one of the guys were like, okay, like, I got a, I, I did a good three just then. Like, let's go in. And I went in. And signed up, and you obviously, when you're new, you're at the very end of the, I mean, you don't know how the mm -hmm. American system works, so you're yeah. right at the end of the show, yeah. of the mic. And I just remembered, like, walking into a room, and bear in mind I was coming from an acting background, where I'd never now, I know, looking back, felt massive kinship with a room full of actors. Like, mm. I always found actors a bit, like, like, my friends who are actors, I feel like are my friends in spite of them being actors. You know, yeah. I don't love groups of actors. Yeah. Stand-ups, I just, it was like walking into a room and being like, oh, my people have been here this whole time, just... The way everyone was, the way everyone thinks, the way everyone behaved, the way everyone managed life. And uh, and it was, yeah. I mean, obviously it wasn't brilliant, but I just kept, my thing with stand-up was, if you like it this week, do it next week. Yes. And I've never wanted to do with stand-up what I did with acting, which is made it the be-all and end-all, which was wrap my self-worth up with it. So when I was out of work, I was a shit person. And when I was flying high, I was mm. the most important person. Stand-up, it's always been, if you like it this week, just do it next week. And yeah. I just have. Yeah, I think I was I was very 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 similar. Yeah, yeah, I did a class because I had a breakup. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Basically broke up. From, I thought I was gonna marry this American girl, mm -hmm. and uh, she met my parents. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lynn Lynn bought a dress for the. She was, she was like, Fuck I think this bitch. Fuck this bitch. She hurt Lynn. Yeah. Fuck this bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so after that, I was like, and work was getting really. Because I've worked in advertising for like fourteen mm. years. And it's a quite a dangerous career. Have you, you read a book called The Artist's Way? Yeah, yeah. love that. That it, it was amazing. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. So she, yeah. she talks about sh shadow careers. Yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah. definitely had a shadow career. Right. Advertising was like my, and I was killing myself mm -hmm. to try and make really good ads. Sure. And it was so brutal. Because it was your creative brain. So yeah. Desperately trying to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So when I had this breakup, I was, and work was getting really hard, and I had a panic attack one night. I mm. rang my brother. And he was like, buddy, you need to just find, he rang Tobes, he was like, mm. you need to find something creative that's just yeah. just yours. 
And because I, I used to act when I was younger as well. Yeah. Yes, and I remember you. Yeah. And I thought about going back to do like am jobs. Like, do I want to be in like a, in a West Village production of like My Fair Lady? Yes, you do. Is I what mean, you I mean, case. I mean, and call and call me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it would be it would be phenomenal. And uh, and uh, I was like, well, at least we stand up. I always want to try it. Mm. And at least if I'm shit, it's just me. So I can keep totally. doing it every week. Yeah. So there, there is that always option of like, mm. you can just keep going. Totally. No one can tell you You're no. You're captaining the ship. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And then, yeah, I did a course for the same reason, which was like, at least it'll show me what an open mic is and where mm. to go and meet some people who are also I in open mic. I just think it's an English thing that like we went to like school and through quite a good like hearty yeah. discipline school and there was a thing that there's a comfort in like ah oh, a lesson i know this yeah. <laughs> do you know what yeah. i mean like it's quite yeah. english public school do you know what I mean? like yeah. oh a teacher mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like this seems legit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then um, did you have the, the reaction from the crowd of just like because they're not you they might have seen jimmy carr ones so they sure. might have seen like ricky gervais ones but john oliver's a big one obviously jo- over there yeah yeah but they don't see showcase british comics no very often did you have that instant thing where people like locked in on you and they was like oh a different accent, a different person. Uh, I was the way I always put it was I think I got a minute of grace. So I think at the beginning mm-hmm. of my set, I got a minute of grace where everyone's like, "Oh my god, you sound so great! I love your accent." Mm-hmm. But because Americans are so much better at comedy than that we are, and because mm-hmm. they write so much better, and because their jokes are so much tighter, if I didn't then have a good another four, yeah, didn't matter. Yeah. So I always think you got me a minute of grace, and then I had to keep up yeah. with what they were doing. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something there that is I I agree with yeah. uh, they're better than us yeah yeah and i think for anyone who's like never experienced a lot of american com- club comedy yeah i think there's uh, there's good and a bad side to it i think i think the joke writing is generally speaking yep. is a lot tighter and i think that they have better perspectives quite often like more observational interesting perspectives quite often yeah but i think that i think the downside is they're in this transactional relationship with the audience where yeah. i think british crowds their, <clears throat> their instinct is like well, are you funnier than fucking Dave? Because my mate Dave's fucking funny. I agree like, with that. You better be fucking funnier than fucking Dave. Yeah. I'll pay fucking 15 quid. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Americans are like, hey, buddy, yeah. I paid $25. Yeah. I want to have a good time. Because their, cause their yeah. self-worth is, a British, especially men, British mm-hmm. men's self-worth is wrapped up in banter. Oh, because I mean, we look at, look at the show I did at yours. Yeah. Oh, Dave. What's his face at the back? Actually, like, Dave. Was <laughs> clearly, was like, I should be in the spotlight. Yeah. I should. Uh, people should know I'm here as well. Yeah. And as much as we all took the piss out of it and we're like, Dave, sh-, like, he felt he should be getting attention as well. Yeah. And it's like, why? And his and his. Who ver- are you? His version of that night is, I was like cracking, boying up the crowd. I yeah. was boying up the crowd, and I was like hype man, yeah. and I was like like you know, all yeah. these things. I was adding too. Yeah. Was it nearly ta- like Marcus like? was like could i'm trying to do very good comedy here could you shut the fuck, fuck up? up like i think i caught him at a sweet spot my step because he just before he tipped over the edge into obnoxious but um yeah. it's exactly that yeah it's a, i do think it's a yeah and an american dude can just be rich they don't have to have good crap he doesn't have to banter. prove to he's funny he's yeah just like I, hey buddy i paid yeah. five dollars see the girl i'm with i'm on a date dude, yeah you do your little thing yeah your little your little circus act your skits. yeah 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 your, your skits your, are great. your skits <laughs> So I think that pushes you into a transactional relationship yeah. where all they want from you is bang, bang, totally. bang. They don't need to know much about you particularly or like your... Absolutely. Whereas I think what I found when I came over here, and I don't know if you found the same, I came over here and like I'd only done it in America. So I walked out confident and I walked out me and I walked out like, you're going to enjoy this. I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy this. I bet that you're going to enjoy this. And I, I came over here and wasn't having a good time on shows, like mm. not at all. And and again, that was going on in my head. We were like... The American system is so much better than the UK scene. How is what? What's going on? Why am I not? Why isn't it translating or whatever? And it was one of the, a comic who came over and he was like, "Thing about like you've got to establish from the get go that you're the shittest person in the room. Yes, you've got to establish you're the shittest person in the room." And I was like, "Right, but I'm not the shittest person in the room. I, the chairs are pointing towards me. I'm not the shittest person in the room." He's like, yeah. "He's like, yeah, but they need to know you think you are." And I was like, it's fucking English people all over. It's Wild. the underdog. Yeah. We don't, if someone walks out and is like, I'm the shit, I'm the shit. And actually I know I'm the shit. So buckle up because you're going to enjoy this. They're like, Ugh. do you know what I mean? They're like, who do you think you are? We absolutely will not now enjoy this. Thank you very much. Yeah. We shan't. We do not respond well to confidence. No. We do not respond well to self-belief. We do not respond well to, to also demanding that. No. So it had, there had to be a reshuffle of going out. And I mean, my opening was for ages about, you know, I've gone ages without sex or like, mm. oh, I'm a nanny. Do you know what I mean? And suddenly the audience go, oh, thank God, she knows she's worse than us. Now we can relax. And 100%. it's nuts. If you went out there and did that in the States, they'd be like, well, why are you on, why stage, on stage then? Because I've paid loads of money. I don't want a shit person. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's nuts. Completely agree. I yeah. mean, Mark's actually gave me really some mm. similar advice when I got back. Birdman. Birdman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark's Birdman, yeah. Um, great, great. God, comic. he's great. Great, great lad comic. as well. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. <clears throat> um, you know, him and, his, him and his missus stayed for Sunday lunch the next day. Of course they did. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, I saw it was in a show with him the other, the other, the other week, and, uh, and I was asking after her, and uh, he was like, you know, she got trashed that night. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I didn't. I knew, I knew P out, Jack had, but like, I didn't know she had. She, and he was she, like, she couldn't get out of bed. Yeah, that's what afternoon. you said. I was like, what? She was ungrateful. So Marcus said he was like, no, she got trashed. Oh, me, me and Marcus and Jack recorded a pod. <laughs> we <laughs> went for a walk around the farm. Oh, so good. And Marcus God, like, she's great. Marcus like, um, do, 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 do. I was like, do, do you want to stay for lunch? Like, yeah. We're gonna have to. Yeah. <laughs> she's mobile. Fabulous. Very nice. But when I first yeah. came back, he was like, in America, you haven't had to declare where you sit in class. Yeah. Which is very similar to the status thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, in some of your jokes, you're northern. Your yeah. perspective is northern. And in some of your jokes, your perspective is posh. Yeah. And it's really confusing people in a British crowd. Of course it is, because we don't associate those two. Yeah. And they're like, well, am I better than you or am I not better than you? Yeah. And where do you think you sit yeah. in this? Because you haven't offset your poshness properly. And nor have you right. made your northernness part of your act. So, so you're almost having to go, am I more posh than I am northern? And that's what which Mar- is my... Which- that's what Marcus said. Jesus. And I was like, well, I'm more posh than I am northern. Yeah. Like, well, that's when you have to pick. Fuck. Isn't it wild? Isn't it yeah. sad? Yeah. But I think that's why British comedy is on such a back foot. Like, you watch the British comics, and they're, the first one or two minutes is them setting up their cartoon. Yeah. Is them setting up their caricature of, like, oh, I'm a stupid, sad, single woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's just so unnuanced and boring and hack and brash and like and i think the americans are able to have a slightly more nuance in who and what they are whereas we need a cartoon and i find i think that's yeah that's why we're where we're at and also it means it means everyone's show goes on a similar journey totally is. of like this is me like i said yeah, this yeah. is me i'm not as good Guess as you what? i'm not really this cartoon yeah three quarters of the way through plot twist and then end on something more yeah exactly and you're like fucking none of us are yeah it's not human none of us are the thing we the first time you meet someone what's that great chris rock fa- um chris rock quote which is a representative right First time you meet someone, you're meeting their representative. It's the it's the person who comes, the PR team who comes to say, well, yeah. this is what I'd like you to know about me. And then yeah. as you gradually get to know someone, they're all these things, all these things that don't make sense. They're, mm-hmm. you know, every side of every coin. And, but our comedy still doesn't allow for it. Yeah. Just, I wonder as well if it's, the classism's a big thing. The Edinburgh, the Edinburgh show format has always interested me as well. Because I'm, I'm sure your American mates are the same as my American mates. They like, cannot why believe you guys the audacity. That? Yeah, I know. The audacity <laughs> of someone four years in yeah. thinking they have an hour. Yeah. Get out of here. And they don't, by the way. Like, I'm going to offend every single comic on the scene. But none of you have an hour worth paying for yeah. in the first five years. Yeah. Not one of you. Worth paying money for. I'm sure you do have 60 minutes of words. I am absolutely sure you've worked out a way of saying words for 60 minutes that people should be paying money for. Not a fucking shot. Yeah. In the States, they don't get signed really for the first six. Yeah. They would never dream of having an hour for the first 10. Yeah. And you'd be embarrassed. You'd be embarrassed. You'd be embarrassed. You'd be embarrassed. And, embarrassed and the idea that people are like, yeah, I'm going to take up my show. You're like, I haven't seen you kill a 10. Yeah. I haven't. I watched a guy who's a lovely boy and a really lovely comic. And I've seen him do a 10. He's already got a nice 10. And I saw him do his do a 20 at the comedy store a little while ago. I was there supporting uh, Katie. Oh, nice. Um, she was doing her, her, her first. And, um, shouts to Katie. Shouts to Katie Green, my girl. And um, Lynn's future also of Dr. Yeah. Gordon. <laughs> and it was boring. This guy did 20 dull minutes. Mm. Like, it, it wasn't even not funny. There mm. were some jokes in there. And he's such a lovely guy that he has this manner that kind of takes people along with him. But it was dull. Like you mm. were like, like he, you, you got it. If you got when someone asks you to do a twenty, that should be a hot forty that you've whittled down, mm-hmm. not ten that you've dragged out. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the Edinburgh format does. It asks comics who've maybe got fifteen to yank it out to sixty, yeah. and it's terrifying. Yeah. If we called them one woman, one man shows, exactly different thing. Call it that. Yeah. Call it that. Say you know this year in Edinburgh. I'm going to do my show. It is not an hour of stand-up. What you've got is a show, is a is a, is a comedy performance. Mm-hmm. It is not stand-up. And I, it's, again, it's making us lazy. It's making us lazy. It's making us waffle. Yeah. Because people are having to f- pad for time. I, I also wonder what people think it's for in a modern context. Because previously it was do an hour show, mm-hmm. even if it's a one, one-person show. Mm-hmm. Do an hour show, go to Edinburgh. I get seen at Edinburgh. Mm, I get the industry. The, I get put on TV or something. That's why, that's why I monetize myself sure. off the back of it. But now that that model isn't... It's dying. It's dying. Yeah. 
and also there's, there's just mo- other ways you can yeah. mo- monetize yourself. I just don't know why you would just keep putting as much uh, as much energy into it. I think I think the <laughs> I think the agents are still perpetuating the myth. I think the agents are terrified. Mm. I think they're scared and and right to be. What, what we're we're working out a way of making them pointless. Mm. And and I think they're perpetuating this myth of it because it serves them. Yeah, they get to go out to Edinburgh. They have a lovely time. They're gonna put you in touch with meetings. It's like. I can get an email address. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I can find, like, I have, so, I mean, I'm kind of in the, not in the, but, like, because I'm going to be moving up north. Which one are you going to move on? Yeah, I'm leaving London. I'm going to move up north. And you sort L- of, like. L- Liverpool, Manchester? Yeah, yeah Liverpool. Yeah. And and you're starting to be like, hey, well, I kind of need to get in. And I've got in at the clubs I really, really like to, and I feel, but there's a couple of others that, and you go, oh, well, maybe I should talk to agents about this. But you're like, no, fuck it. All my friends are like, we'll just give you the email and vouch for you. And when you have, when you, you the way you operate your career, I think, attracts them the people who are doing the same towards you. Like the, the comedians I respect and love and would, you know, promote w- uh, my at uh, my loudest voice and sing their posters across the town are people who are similar to me, who feel the same way that I do, who are approaching this career the same way as I do. And I think there's more and more and more people doing it the Wild West way now mm. than than doing the industry uh, hoop, hoop jumping. Yeah. And I think, I, I rightly, I mean, I got into it. I'm not proud of this. I got into a Facebook argument the other day, oh. and I'm really usually above it, but I just wasn't on that day. And it was this agent. <sighs> what did he say about the Northern Irish comics? For anyone who doesn't know, the Belfast scene is fucking popping right mm-hmm. now. Like, it is some of the s- most savage comedians on these two aisles and who are, c- are doing exactly that, like, pods and running their own nights and running their own clubs yeah. and doing their like. And they're belters. And this agent had gone on Facebook being like, well, anyone who wants to make it on the Northern... Oh, he said they're having to do their own podcast and having to start their own clubs because there's no industry in, in the Northern Ireland. Yeah. When they want to start making uh, hitting industry, they're having to move to London. And you're like, what are you talking about? These people are on more money than most of the rest of us put together. They are the industry. They are the industry. Their pods are the biggest ones. Their sh- shows sell out every single time they even like vaguely put up a poster. Yeah. The standard is unbelievable and the idea that you're still sitting here in in england being like well they need us you're like you're out of your mind yeah you're out of your mind and i get that you're scared you should be yeah but you've got to work out a way of getting around it yeah yeah i mean if you think about like so creatively Mm -hmm. like you said should you be good enough to have a really hot 20 that Mm -hmm. work in any club anywhere in the country yes creative that's a really good ambition yeah um, commercially, like thinking of yourself as an entrepreneur, or as a business, mm-hmm. as a business, yeah. you don't necessarily need that validation. No, to start making money or to right, yeah, um, it's a tricky one that though, isn't it? Because we've now got comedians who are getting thousands and thousands and thousands of Instagram followers with thirty second TikTok sketches, and you're like, right, but what are, what are you? So, so that's another tricky thing to navigate because you've got like we get it now where comics who've who've nailed down TikTok mm-hmm. and sketch acting and whatever will can can mm-hmm. pull in an audience. So to a club, they're like, oh, brilliant! They've got eighty thousand followers. We'll sling them on a twenty. You're like, but they haven't got that. So that's what. So, and but that's where people have to be more um, progressive and forward thinking. You book that human yeah. because they can bring an audience. You gotta know. Do you book them for a twenty, uh, or do you, or, or is it a night with? Oh come on, Tom! How many male comedians you know who are gonna turn and be like, actually, I'll be honest, I don't have a twenty, but I do have a good I ten. Like, <laughs> fuck off! They don't want it. Like they'll be like, yeah, man, I can do an hour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's this like, yeah, yeah I, it's, it's, it's the tricky. I, I don't know what the answer is. I'm still trying to work it out myself and where I sit on all this. Well, but I think like format flexibility. Is definitely should be should be something that any venue should be looking at. Mm. Again, it's where American shows are really helpful because mm. they don't they're not locked into this model of like opener, middle, no, they're not breaks. at all. And you know, and especially New York, like that that kind of I don't want to call it the alt scene, but the the scene which has the Meg Stalters, the Mary Beth Browns, the yeah. sort of who are not classically stand up, yeah, yeah. have such an audience because they've sat in their corner. They they've they've been like, this is where I sit. Mm-hmm. I'm not apologising for it. I'm not trying to get into yours. This is my corner. Come to my corner. If this is what you're in for, and they're killing it. Yep, yeah. We kind of have it with the Moth Club. I think the Moth Club do slightly dip more different. There's a bit more character comedy. They're mm-hmm. thinking outside the box a little bit more. It's a bit. It's less of the typical necessarily stand up that we you know we watch. And but there's not much of it in England. No, I think it does stem back to what you said right at the start, which is mm. we're always looking for like. A, this sort of class structure, mm. 
royal family driven like yeah. pat on the head and acceptance mm. like this is a this is a governing body this is an acceptable yeah. venue to do this in and they need to validate you in order to for sure progress to the next level whereas yeah like that whole brooklyn the, the brooklyn for everyone who doesn't know like the brooklyn mm. manhattan difference mm. of like you're a club club mm -hmm. comic versus you can do more of like yeah um spoken wordy yeah or, or different or character yeah, yeah 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 and some comics love to flip back and forth between yeah like what i mean like daniel uh, who he'll he'll do some more like experimentally weird mm. stuff and then he'll like he opens with Jessica Kiss and does like yeah. tight fifteen minute just yeah. haymakers but then we'll go do some storytelling also great yeah isn't that great yeah it's like Hannibal I mean Chicago comic obviously Hannibal Buress is God out there yeah and he just I mean he's a savage comedian one of the best he's unbelievable I went to see his hour at Zany's and it's bonkers mm. when I was out there. And then a few couple of years ago, he's just like, ah, I'm bored. I'm gonna do music now. And you're mm. like, yeah, my guy, okay. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah. Can you imagine you and me turning around? We're we're like 20 years into comedy, being like, oh, I'm tired. I want to try music. <laughs> like my mom would be like, grow <laughs> up. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I should retreat to the farm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lynn, mommy, mommy, say grow up. <laughs> yeah. So um, the move to Liverpool is that just because. Is that a oh, it's a lot of things. I, I cannot settle on the London scene. I've got my ones. Like, I'm really, I love my little comedy corner of my gang, like Katie, McCann, Will, mm -hmm. like, I, and I love them. And I'm so lucky. But I just, I don't sit well here. And I don't find I have a great deal of it. I mean, I, we went back to the States all over the summer. Mm. And it just, and then I was in Manchester before Christmas. And I'm just, the way you're creating comedy from a place where you're like playing and it's mm. playful and it's silly and you're riffing and you're taking risks and I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I I just don't find the joy as hard in the London scene. I don't mm. like. I don't. Don't like. I don't enjoy a lot of the comedians. So mm. even when you're looking at the ones who are always in at certain clubs and always headlining, I'm like I don't find it funny. So already your blueprints off where you're going. I don't. Mm. If this is what I'm aspiring to, it isn't what I'm aspiring to, so I'm a bit stuck. Added to that, I literally can't afford to live here. <laughs> so that's been a real extra handy little push where, I mean, yeah. I'm old and I would like a home. Yeah. I would like a place that I live without strangers yeah. and my mugs are in the cupboard and my pictures are on the wall and I invite people around for dinner and uh, that's what I want. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, and I can't do that here. And yeah. so it's been the push I needed but I'm so excited. Like, right. I'm so excited about going out there. And I love I love the, the Liverpool comics and I love the Manchester comics. And again, I think what they're doing is exciting. And I'm excited when I'm up there. I mean, just that week before Christmas when I was up there, you're just part. You, it's so exciting to watch. And mm. there is an irreverence. And Freddie Quinn was talking about it. I was up mm. with him and he's brilliant. And he was saying these scenes that the Liverpool scene, the Northern Irish, the, the Belfast scene, He's like, they're scenes that have grown up through ignorance. And he's like, not ignorance because they're stupid. It's ignorance because they've been ignored. Yeah. So they've just gone, screw it. We're going to do it our way mm -hmm. and have. And it's, as a result, interesting and kind of wild and reckless. And I, I it felt the most like Chicago. It yeah. felt like Chicago when I was out there. And I it just... That makes a lot of sense. Because it's, it's not... Chicago's obviously not New York, not LA. No, yeah. It has its own. It has its own thing and it knows what its thing is and it doesn't care yeah. about New York or LA. That's and, that's the myth. And it really doesn't care. And it's representative of a broader culture, which is Midwestern culture. Yeah. In the same way that Manchester and Liverpool I mean Liverpool's even its own little annex, but yeah. is representative of northern culture, yeah. of like Catholic culture, of Irish culture. It's, it's got its own built in it knows who it's for. It no and it knows who it is. Yeah. And it's it's not trying to be anything else. And I, I just I and then also, I mean, you know this. Like, we talked about it. Everyone's delightful. <laughs> I mean, to come from growing up in London and have people just mm. generally, as I mean, there are exceptions for sure, but just being ace. I, I found it when we when I was up there. Like I was hanging out with the Liverpool comics quite a lot, and you can like roast each other after a set and be like, Hear that? but then sit and have a drink and just have the best time. And yeah. It's, there's a lack of malice, or maybe I'm just putting rose tinted glasses on it, but I don't. I, I think when people aren't scrabbling around, for, when 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 the only when the only way forward is to make your own opportunity. Yeah, I think people are less inclined to be insecure about who's getting what, and they're really buoyed up for each other. Yeah. that's what I love, and and it's something. I, it's reason the only reason Katie and I are friends is the first we both actually moved to England at the same time. I we didn't know each other in America. She was coming mm. in from LA, and I came in from Chicago. And the first time I saw her was at Vauxhall, and I loved her set. Like, I just mm. loved her set. And I went in, and um, 
sorry, it's my bodyguard. Uh, <laughs> and we went in and, and and she was at a great set and I just went up to her after and I was like, I just thought your set was brilliant. It's mm. so nice to meet you. Like, it was fucking great. And then I did my set and that went well and she came and she's like, I, lo- I love yours. To have, to, it's because we both went to each other and said, I think you're brilliant. Mm. And it didn't cost us anything. And that's a very American thing. Like people will come up to you, both ways by the way. Yeah. They, they, like, They'll come up to you and they'll be like, dude, you fucking murdered. Yeah. They'll also come up to me and be like, dude, bomb. Oh, yeah. like, and there's a real. Yeah. But that's the only reason is we had, we felt. Yes, British comedy yeah, is different, yeah. huh? Oh, God, <laughs> dude, you had a dick up there. Like, but there was no, it didn't dim my light to make her shine brighter for a second. Totally. And and I feel like that massively. And I just, there's so many times in the, in the London scene where. I've objectively murdered. Not so many times. Sorry, there's ah! instances. So many. Times. She does murder. She, she does. Who the hell is she? She does murder. She does murder. No, but like one or two times, I can literally be like, I objectively murdered. Like, like, and it doesn't happen all the time. So you know mm. when it does, and you're like, that was a fucking roof razor, and walk back, and and like the but people won't look at you. They yeah. won't even look at you, and you're like, oh, do you know what? Really fuck you. I actually like think, really fuck you. I actually think you've made such a good point. I think the the instance. It's a lot, you, you know the Jerry Seinfeld documentary comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the, the, yeah, so yeah, Only yeah, Adams only, has, yeah. has the line about like yeah. when you're when you're sort of getting better and taking mm-hmm. baby Bambi steps, yeah. people are quite happy to say good job. Sure, they are. When you actually start doing well, they're not about it. No one really wants to. But we should be. Like, yeah. it's one of my that's favorite how, things. That's how me and Jack met. We were on a show. We like, oh, exactly, exactly same as you and Kate. Great. Yeah, I love it. I mean, the, I also. There are comedians I love loving. Like, I love to watch. I, I think Red Richardson thinks I'm in love with him, mm-hmm. which I'm fine about, because I will <laughs> always stay and watch Red do a set yeah. and will always afterwards be like, you're just a fucking killer. Like, we should love watching great com- comedians. Mm-hmm. We should love that. It's yeah. the best. To stay after your set because someone's about to go up and murder. Like, what a treat. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I do feel like this scene is not here for it a lot of the time. Yeah. It's, I mean, to be honest, the, one of the things, because I, Every now and then I get a bit sad that I'm not living in New York. And mm-hmm. sort of sure. Flip back it. and forth. Yeah. But I think if you can apply American work ethic mm. to British culture, yeah. it's actually a bit of a secret weapon. It is. It totally is. Yeah. I mean, I, my biggest pet peeve, I mean, we've been chatting mm-hmm. so long, we haven't got to the annoying so, loving, yeah. but my biggest thing uh, in British comedy is when people are like, I'm so tired. I've done like four sets this week. A night. You should be doing that a, a night. night. A night. Yeah. And I, 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 was t- I tell people about that. I'm like, how do they keep going? Like, because it's their fucking job. Like, what do you, what do you mean? How I've do they got, keep going? I've got three tonight, and yeah. and have said to them, I was like, listen, I just need to open yours, close out your first half, and yeah. and like, and luckily these boys have been like, yeah, sure, whatever you need. I, the, the, again, my pet peeve is when the bookers are like, um, we actually rather you don't double up. And you're like, Ugh. oh, okay, then pay me twice the rate. Yes. My other pet peeve, which I would like to get onto, is a public service announcement. Um, yeah, go for it. It happened so recently, I can't, and I'm not slagging. I, I'm trying not to slag off the comedy scene too much, but. If you book someone mm. and to, for an unpaid, for an unpaid spot, absolutely mm. fine, not a problem. You're allowed to. We all need to trial out our new stuff. If you then tell me when I get there, hey, if you want to do new stuff, that's fine. But just maybe like sandwich it between, you know. So if you're like, ah, ah. if you are not paying me, mm-hmm. it means that I'm donating my time mm-hmm. and money, by the way, because I've spent money traveling to get here and probably a sandwich on the way. <laughs> I get to do what. Ever the fuck I like. Mm-hmm. Also, special corner of hell, a little shout out to those bookers who don't pay the comedians and then either take the whole bucket at the end oh. or pay four pounds, whatever, for a ticket. If you're getting paid before the comedians get paid, trapdoor to hell. Mm-hmm. Trapdoor to hell. And it's outrageous. It is outrageous that even a bucket split, even sling a matana, be like, we're hoping mm-hmm. to travel, we're hoping to c- cover a fiver for the tube yeah. here. If you are making money, and comedians are thus donating their time to you. Yeah. Not cool, but also the audacity to then be like, hey, if you want to try new stuff, yeah, maybe. Like, nah, I get to do whatever I like. But get, whatever I, get, I like. I think these are all hangovers of like, of a, of an a establi- power system. Of an established scene. Totally like, is. In Europe, mm-hmm. so in, in Paris mm-hmm. or in Berlin or Amsterdam, they're, they're all in Europe, right? Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah big yeah, time. Well done, yeah, Tom. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. What schooling? Northern education. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Your school's in yeah. there? <laughs> it's just a barn you with a. To me. It's just a barn with a. B- I thought you were just mining. <laughs> yeah. The barn and a blackboard and a cow with chalk. And lit in a corner. Yeah, the Dairy Lee cow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. Exactly, yeah. Really good. Yeah. Um, they'll, do, they'll do a bucket split for every show. 
Because that's correct. All the time. Yeah. So it's like so it's almost like if a crowd likes the acts and likes the You mean it's meritocracy? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then and then they'll, you just split it up and you get you can get paid legitimate money. I mean, the, num- the number of professional comics I met in Paris, because they're like, well, you can do two shows a night and you get 50 shows each night and it's mm. 100 euros a night and mm. da 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 and you have like a little tiny side job and Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's my, my, it is a bit of a, a pet peeve of mine. I think it should be, but it is, it's a, it's a power. It's a, it's a hangover from power of, yeah. I mean, you have it. There's one booker again, I'm remaining nameless, who booked me like three, four months ahead of time. Again, unpaid on a Thursday. And uh, I messaged three months ahead of time to be like, hey, you know that March show? I'm really sorry. I've got to drop it because I've got another show that, and he just sent me about this Aggie book. Well, you said you were free that night. And I was like, right. But then a show came up that pays me. Yeah. So, and what with me giving you three months notice to find someone else on a mm-hmm. Thursday, I thought, and he was like, can you not do that anymore? And again, he's this guy who's like 50,000 years old mm-hmm. and has been running this place forever and is a terrible comic, a terrible host and a shitty person. Mm-hmm. And you're like, buddy, give it up. Like, give up. It's done. And I know you know it's done and you know everyone else knows it's done. So he's just got this like, it's my castle. Yeah. Why aren't you respecting my castle? It's my show. Why aren't you? And I was like, I'm not even responding to this because that will hurt him even more if I can't even be asked to respond to his email. <laughs> like, he'll go, I, I loathe it. I loathe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the show I run, I don't know how you do it, but like, if people drop, I mean, I had it the other day, she, a girl, brilliant comic, dropped with a week to go shop. I'm so sorry, I just got offered way more. And I was like, absolutely fine. Do you? Like, oh, yeah. we're all on the hustle. Yeah. Thank you for letting me know. No problem with it. Because if you're not doing it for the comics, yeah, the audience will go anywhere. There's so many shows in London. The audience will go anywhere. But like, it's I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah, it is. And I, and I think, like you said, the the most exciting thing I think now is if you want to create your own reality in this industry. Yeah, you actually can. Yeah. So why would you put up with? Uh, un- some stuff that's always gonna be necessary. Every yeah. job, every job has that. Every yeah, job, every job. Totally. Like, you, you just yeah. You can't win every battle. You have to just pick yeah. and choose. It's gonna be shit scooping in whatever you do. In yeah. whatever in yeah. whatever you do. But on a mac on a broader scale, mm-hmm. you can decide the trajectory of what you want to do, and you don't yeah. have to put up with totally. all of it. All, the all gatekeepers are gatekeepers because we've endowed them with that. Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah, and, if and, we just so actually, I, I really don't need that. Then, yeah. and ultimately, it was all built towards TV. Yeah. So it was like, you have to do this to get totally. to there, to get to there, to, get, to get to television. Whereas now I say in England and Ireland, we're in a situation where our best comics aren't on the TV. Yeah. Like 100%. And so it is. It's it's it's, it's a wild time. It's a good time. Yeah. We're a few years behind Americans on this, but yeah. it's fucking exciting for us. Yeah, very. Because I mean, yeah. I remember when it first started, just first started happening mm. in America and thinking like, I wonder if British people are going to take to this. Because again, Americans are so keen to like be entrepreneurial and yeah, push things. And, and be outside the box and do something crazy. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to know like where Andrew Schultz ends up shaking out in like the history of comedy. I think, and I've talked to people both sides of the pond about this, the American comics are really interesting about him, especially the ones, you know, up there, so mm. like on his peer group, is they know he, he, he prioritizes money. Like money's mm-hmm. his thing, money's his god. And I talked to one of them about this when he was over in England. He was like, money's what he wants. Money's what he's after and he's getting it. And he's raking it in. I mean, the money's mm-hmm. on his bananas. Mm-hmm. But, but I, no one's talking about him as a great. Do you know what I mean? He's not a great. No, that's why I, that's what I think, that, that's what I think is interesting. Yeah. I, I think his influence, he will be remembered as having a huge influence. Huge influence. And we're, we should all feel incredibly grateful I mean. to that Andrew I mean. Schultz for what he's pioneering. Yeah. We should be incredibly grateful. But... Is he Patrice O'Neill? No. Is he Bill Burr? No. Is he CK? But I think it's like, something, it's something I've been thinking about. Because again, cause I spent, well, I'm still freelance, but I've like 14 mm-hmm. years full time in advertising. And I've been thinking about it more and more as like, there's kind of like an escape velocity of, of good. Where like, if okay. you're, if you're, if you're good enough that a crowd really enjoyed that show, mm-hmm. you might not be in the upper echelons of like mm-hmm. absolute murderers, but like they really enjoyed it. They laughed a lot and <clears throat> they'll remember it positively mm-hmm. and fondly. But then your marketing is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think your path to having a career in this business is. Do you think you can persuade people of your greatness through that? I think so. I, so More I, so, I, so than. So I went to see Andrew Schultz at Radio City. Oh right. And as a night, as I mean, I, it, bananas. I bet it's bananas. His his shows look like rock like rock and, concerts. And the jokes are really. And he's got like, he knows what he's about. Oh so he's yeah. Got, he's got like. Four, f- it's in an hour. Mm-hmm. He's got like four or five set pieces. It's like a you know mm-hmm. like an abortion yeah, set yeah, piece, yeah. a men and women set piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he crowd works around it. His crowd, his crowd work is f- unreal. Is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 
So he crowd works around it, and then each of those set pieces has a big gag. Yeah. A big, high quality, yeah. that's a great joke yeah. Joke in it. I'm not sure if he sat down and forensically looked at it that You're way. Sure. But it plays out like that. Yeah. So he has made an hour of great stand-up. Yeah. Whether or not he's as good as Mark Norman at joke writing or as good as Michelle Wolf at joke yeah, writing. Yeah, yeah, Sure. But he's made the hour yeah. pretty fucking good. Yeah. On top of an amazing show. Yeah. On top of creating a community. On top of simulcasting it live around the world. Right. So you feel like you're, you're having it's a prize amazing. fight. It's amazing. It's amazing what he's doing. And that's why I said we should be so impressed by him. Yeah. It, it would just be from, a, again, from that creative standpoint of like exactly that in the annals of history, how will he be remembered yeah. creatively? Yeah. Subtitles. Remember for subtitles. <laughs> subtitles on clips. Speaking of subtitles on clips, where can the people find you? Uh, Hattie Preston is my name. At Pratty Heston is my Instagram. So Pratty Heston. Oh, gosh, we're being... Uh, okay. And we're just... We're wrapping up. Yeah. We're wrapping up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll start that again so you can clip it. Um, hang on. No, we're keeping all that in. What fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> hang on. <clears throat> I'll start that again. So uh, it's Hattie... That was really... That was, that was professional what I just did. Um, so Hattie Preston or Pratty Heston. Um, I also run a show... Am I allowed to see this? Oh, yeah, because your show yeah. isn't in London. Um, I also run a show called The Big Fizz. Uh, which is in Notting Hill, and we're doing pop-ups now, so follow that, because it's ace, and I love it. And thank you so much for having me, because I really love this. Oh, this was great. Absolutely flew by. I loved it. We didn't do any of the questions, but I preferred this. It's fine. It's great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> this has been Tom and Jack having the crack with a wonderful Hattie Preston. We'll thank see you guys next week. Bye. Tom and Jack having a crack. Tom and Jack having a crack.